0: Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast, where we remember and celebrate all things and everything classic TV. Today, we want to remember the life and the career of Ryan O'Neill, who passed away just a few days ago on the 8th at the age of 82. Ryan O'Neill definitely made a huge mark in movies, but uh, he got his start in television, So we're going to take a look at that start today. Now, Ryan was born in Los Angeles on April the 20th, 1941. He decided that he wanted to pursue an acting career somewhere in his youth. And uh, he ended up making appearances on TV shows such as The Untouchables, Perry Mason, Wagon Train, Leave it to Beaver, Bachelor Father. And he was also in an unforgettable episode of The Many Loves of Dobie Gillis in its first season. I cannot remember the name of the episode. I have seen it because I remember seeing him in the episode. Um, I don't remember if either Tuesday Weld or Warren Beatty were in that episode as well because they were were two um, on Dobie Gillis in its first season. So that was a pretty... Uh, Ron Howard also made an appearance on the first season, Dolby Gillis. So that first season was pretty celebrity jam-packed. But uh, he ended up also... We didn't know about this. He was actually the original Robbie Douglas on My Three Sons. He had been cast in that part in 1960. And he began filming the show. It started shooting. But... The producers felt that, and I found this out on Stanley Livingston's Facebook page where Stanley Livingston portrayed Chip Douglas. And he said that um, the producers didn't think that Ryan really gelled very well with the part. So as a result, they decided to replace him. All of a sudden, they went into work one day, went to the set, and Ryan was out, and Don Grady was in. And of course, he would portray Robbie Douglas for about the next 11 years. I don't think he was on the show for the last season, not regularly anyway. But um, he was the original Ryan O'Neill, Robbie Douglas. So you can't help but wonder, well, how would that have been had he stayed on the show? He did, however, appear in an episode of My Three Sons in 1962. But his real big break came in 1964, when he was cast in the nighttime ABC soap, Peyton Place, which debuted, as I said, in 1964 that fall, at Peyton Place was a phenomenal smash. I mean, that show was so popular that it was being shown up to three times a week, which was unheard of for any TV show at the time. But that's just how phenomenal it became. And of course, that was definitely how his career really got started. He portrayed the rich and dashing, handsome, yet troubled Rodney Harrington. And of course, he and Mia Farrow began their career uh, careers in that show together. Mia posted on her Instagram page, because I follow her, she said that, you know, first of all, she had a big crush on Ryan at the time, and she was really shy, and she never let him know that she had a crush on him, but they stayed good friends. And, uh, I was very glad to hear that they stayed in touch down through the years that they would, you know, they didn't see each other very much, but they did speak by phone. And she's also friends with his daughter Tatum. So I was really glad to hear that, uh, Rodney and Allison, their names on the show stayed in touch because Rodney and Allison McKenzie were definitely a super couple on Peyton Place. Until of course Mia left the show in 1966. But um, there are episodes over on YouTube. I think the pretty much every episode, there is a uh, YouTuber who has literally every episode or most of the episodes from the five seasons that it ran available on YouTube. And the entire series is available on DVD. I'm not sure about Blu-ray. Uh, it's probably being streamed somewhere as well. But I was binge watching Peyton Place just a few months ago, believe it or not. One reason why is because I wanted to check out Mia Farrow's Pixie. Which, remember, we did a whole episode on Mia Farrow's Pixie. If you want to listen to it, feel free to. It was done a couple of months ago. Um, I was contemplating getting a Pixie of my own. And I was watching Peyton Place to check out Mia's. Which, I did get that Pixie. Got it back in February. My hair has grown back out since then. But I definitely will be happy to get another Pixie when the weather heats up, but, uh, he stayed with the show for the entire five years that it ran, and it ended in 1969, of course, and then the following year, he really interred the realm of superstardom with the release of Love Story. Love Story starred both he and Ali McGraw, it was released in 1970, and according to, uh, An interview that Ryan and Allie did with, um, oh, I can't think of his name, but, um, they did an interview on CBS this morning, a couple of years ago, because Ryan and Allie stayed very good friends. They remain very close friends. And she also mentioned that she's very saddened by his passing. That film in today's money actually grossed $1 billion dollars. Love Story was huge. It was a huge phenomenon in 1970, 1971. Um, our mom very, very caught up in Love Story. She was pregnant with me at the time, and uh, yeah, she was very, very, very taken with that movie. We've seen it as well. We saw it on Turner Classic Movie a couple of t- Turner Classic Movies a couple of times, and um, it's a <clears throat> excuse me, it is a real tearjerker. Absolutely. Um, It definitely, the music alone, um, you know, the love story theme written by Henry Mancini and just the characters and the background, all this, the snow and it was just, you know, I can see why the movie was such a huge, huge hit and it remains timeless. And uh, 53 years later, love story is still definitely um, an unforgettable movie and a favorite amongst fans that was the movie that really 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 caused ryan o'neill to become a big star after love story he ended up in films like what's up doc with barbara streisand that was released in 1972 that too a good movie that's a comedy um barbara also released a statement regarding ryan's passing uh he was in paper moon in 1973 with his daughter tatum Tatum, of course, won an Academy Award for that movie. I think she's the youngest performer to win an Academy Award. She was only 10 when she won that award. And he also was the original, uh, well, actually, Steve McQueen was to be the original uh, male lead in The Bodyguard back in the 70s. Around 1976, 1977, it was supposed to be Steve McQueen and Diana Ross. Then, some kind of way, Steve McQueen ended up pulling out or lost interest. Don't remember the details, but Ryan O'Neill replaced him. Then Diana Ross pulled out. And, um, of course, the movie was not made until 1992 with Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston. And, of course, it was a huge, huge successful film. Big blockbuster, huge soundtrack. But you can't help but wonder how it would have been had it been Ryan O'Neill and Diana Ross... No doubt it would have been a big blockbuster, another great soundtrack, lots of Diana Ross hits and tunes. Um, But of course, although the film did not, you know, take off, that didn't stop Ryan and Diana from becoming romantically involved for a while. Ryan, definitely a ladies' man, a notorious ladies' man throughout Hollywood. He married Joanna Moore in 19, I think they married around 1957, 1959, and of course they had two kids, Tatum and Griffin, and then they divorced. He actually met his second wife, Lee Taylor Young, on the set of Peyton Place, because she was also starring in Peyton Place, and they kind of began to have a relationship, and he and Joanna broke up. Joanna Moore best remembered as being Peggy, probably over on The Andy Griffith Show. So after he and Joanna broke up, he married Lee Taylor Young. They had a son, Patrick, but then they divorced in 1973. They remained very good friends. Um, And then, of course, he, you know, dated Angelica Houston and all these other ladies throughout Hollywood. The names are escaping me at the moment. Bianca Jagger was one and... So many others, he was dating women throughout Hollywood. And then in 1979, he fell in love with Farrah Fawcett. And of course they had a very high profile relationship, very passionate relationship. And they had a son together, Redmond in 1985. And they were on the magazine covers and they were just everywhere on the tabloid covers and they got lots of attention. Um, when Farrah passed in 2009 I don't think that he ever really got over her passing because although they did break up in 1997 when he cheated on her and yes their relationship was very very volatile a lot of uh you know um like it was a very passionate relationship in in many many ways and um, although they broke up in 1997 they kind of got back together in 2001 when Ryan was diagnosed with uh, leukemia. And when Farah was going through her battle with anal cancer, Ryan was right by her side. He even went to Germany with her. And he was with her when she passed away. And uh, so I don't think that he ever got over her. He said that Farah was the love of his life. And I uh, definitely believe him on that think she had a hold on him that no other woman ever did. Speaking of Farrah and Ryan, uh, not only were they in the miniseries Small Sacrifices Together, which was released in 1989 over on ABC, but they were in the short-lived sitcom Good Sports, which made its debut in 1991. The uh, show lasted for only 15 episodes. It just did not do well in the ratings. Um, I did not watch that TV show to my surprise, considering the big Farrah Fawcett fan that I've always been. I think it was on opposite Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or something, or Blossom. It was on something, it was on the same time as something else, and that's why I missed it. I was going to check it out one week, but all of a sudden I heard it was canceled, so I waited too long. I think there might be an episode or two on YouTube. I have seen a couple of clips on YouTube. Uh, one where they had a really big argument, the characters on the show, reminded me of how Ryan and Farrah would argue in real life because they were known for having really big arguments, oftentimes in public. So that scene, kind of an insight, if you will, to the uh, that side of their relationship. But Ryan also would go on to guest star on um, Desperate Housewives, Beverly Hills 90210, and Bones, amongst other TV shows later in his life. He also was on Oprah's network with Tatum in The O'Neills. We watched that show as a reality show, and it was really kind of a way to reconnect Ryan and Tatum because Ryan had a very complicated relationship with his kids. And uh, I'm not going to get off into all of that. It's all public knowledge, but I do know that both Tatum and Patrick have released statements and videos in regard to Ryan's passing. I'm not sure about Griffin or Redman, but uh, we did watch the O'Neill. We thought it wasn't a bad show. Um, Unfortunately, it didn't do a lot for their relationship. I heard that it got even worse, according to Tatum, after the show was over. But Ryan and Tatum, you know, definitely had their problems, but they did kind of get back together, fortunately, in recent years. Um, Again, not really sure about how things were with he and his sons. But uh yeah, Ryan was a good looking guy. Now I discovered Ryan O'Neill and this is another film that he made also with Barbara Streisand in nineteen seventy-eight, The Main Event. He actually the movie didn't do very bad, uh, if I recall, I didn't I have yet to see it. But I remember the song because you know Barbara did the theme song to the movie, and it was all on the radio. That was my introduction both to she and Ryan O'Neal. And uh I, you know, thought he was a good looking guy, you know. I never had a crush on him or anything like that, but um, I definitely thought that he was attractive. I definitely saw the appeal of him and, you know, why he was so, you know, popular and such a heartthrob and so successful. There was also, for those of you who do not know, there was also a sequel to Love Story called Oliver's Story. It was released also in 1978. Unfortunately, it bombed. It co-starred Candace Bergen. And uh, did not do very well at the box office at all. I've seen it. Not the best movie. I didn't even finish watching it, to be honest. I ended up turning away to something else. I think I turned to some reality show or something. It was a rerun of Bewitched. I don't remember what it was. But... Uh, my sister did not want to see it at all. She watched like the first 15 minutes and then she left and got on the phone. So it just was not a very good movie. So the fact that it did not do well at the box office, not a surprise. But uh, Ryan, very unforgettable actor, um, good actor. He brought a lot of passion to all the roles that I've ever seen him in. Everything that I ever saw him do from Peyton Place to Adobe Gillis to the... Um, small sacrifices, miniseries, everything I've ever seen in Manny always brought a lot of passion to it. Love story as well. Um, Oliver story, a very passionate man, very passionate actor, also known for having a pretty short fuse, um, uh, known for having, you know, disagreements and altercations with photographers and the press. But, uh, we were very surprised, um to hear about his passing, very sad to hear about his passing. We also found out that he, um, actually passed away in Santa Monica. He passed away in the same hospital. And, uh, I also heard the same hospital room that Farrah had passed away in back in 2009. So, uh, again, that just, I don't know if he requested that room or if that happened by accident, but, I'm sure he had absolutely no objections to being in the same room that she was in when she passed. But, uh, yeah, Ryan O'Neill, like I said, very unforgettable, very unforgettable actor, very talented, very troubled, but again, very talented, very passionate, um, very strong advocate of the Farrah Fawcett Foundation, which he founded before her passing. He's very, very involved in that, along with her best friend, Alana Stewart and Jacqueline Smith, um definitely a foundation. If you haven't heard of it, please do a Google search. It's definitely a foundation, uh, that we recommend becoming affiliated with and connected to and contributing to. Um, so be sure to look up the Her Fawcett foundation and, um, you know, you can find out more about it. But, um, again, Ryan O'Neill, like I said, uh, Peyton Place, love story, uh, his material, his work down through the years, definitely left an indelible mark in entertainment and uh fortunately his work will be with us for many years to come definitely be with us actually from now on And we want to thank you for joining us for today's episode two sisters in tv as we took a look back at the career and the life of ryan o'neill We'll have another episode coming up next week. Thank you for your support of this podcast. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you on the next episode.